Three, two, one. What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spirit, presented to you by NoahGameDay.com. We are live on a, another thrilling win. It seems like it's just going to be a stressful way to start off this season, but Florida State fans are happy on this Friday night as the Seminoles start off the season 3-0 and and 1-0 and in ACC play, taking down the Louisville Cardinals and Malik Cunningham 35-31 to on the road. A big-time interception there by Kevin Knowles to end Malik Cunningham's chances of going down the field and potentially taking the lead. With me this evening is Dustin Lewis, our editor-in-chief at NoelGameDay.com. My man, what a game. We were texting all through it. The Discord was absolutely going in a roller coaster ride. But, wow, this team did not give up. And there's a lot of storylines to go into this one. Gritty. Gritty win. I think that's all you can really say. Um, Florida State, two of their best players and starting quarterback Jordan Travis, starting defensive end Jared Verse, both go down in that first half with Florida State trailing 21 to 14 at that point. And obviously that means Tate Rodemaker and then some of the other guys on that edge were asked to step up, which was a little bit of a worry going against a, a capable Louisville team going to halftime trailing 21 to 14. FSU comes out, puts a touchdown on the board, ties it up. And from there, just kind of back and forth. Louisville, Malik Cunningham, I mean, he did it all for them on offense tonight. And it looked like they were going to seal the game in the fourth quarter. But then you have Tate Rodemaker come back, hit Johnny Wilson with that big 69-yard touchdown or 69-yard gain. Next play hits him with a touchdown, hits him with a perfect throw on the ensuing drive for Florida State to take the lead. And then, man, the defense, Florida State's defense was really getting gashed all night by Louisville. And then on those final two drives – step up to stop him on fourth down on a bad throw from Cunningham. And then the final possession, Kevin Knowles goes up, gets that throw from Cunningham that was too far down the sideline and toe taps for the interception to seal the victory. I mean, man, what a win for Florida State. And like you said, Logan, a roller coaster ride from uh, beginning, to en- <clears throat> beginning to end. But what a display of maturity, I would say, from the Seminoles. They go into that second half, you know, all the odds are against them. You've got some major players out due to injury, and you outscore Louisville 21 to 10, make some big plays in the fourth quarter, and are 3-0 and for the first time since 2015. What a win for Mike Norvell and Florida State. What a ride. We just got done listening to Mike Norvell. All smiles after the game, which you got to hope later on when we talk injuries could maybe be – at least some optimism that Jared Verse, definitely Jordan Travis, maybe not so severe injuries. Of course, we know about Robert Scott going down there in the game along with Malcolm Ray. A lot of injuries in this game that Florida State had to deal with, which just made it such more of a big-time win. To me, in my opinion, I tweeted this earlier, but this is one of the most impressive wins I've seen Florida State come through with the circumstances that that they went through this entire night. I mean, that was damn impressive. And I can't say what I said in the production meeting, but let's just say this team really – let's just say – I don't I can't say it on here, but they really – They grew up. They grew up. They grew up in, in a more PG way of saying things. That's something that we haven't seen from Florida State in a couple of years. Usually when they get down like this, guys put their heads down and, you know, the play, the play demeanor starts going down. You know, D. Lou, that's what we've seen in the last couple of years. But we've seen – this might have been the switch here. I mean, you're on the road. You've got a packed Louisville Cardinals uh, stadium there. And you're going through adversity right off the bat with Jordan Travis going down. And, you know, the way that Tate Rodemaker started off the game, I think FSU fans were a little freaked out just because of the way that he was coming in. But then 
he starts getting into a groove a little bit. I think that first, second drive, that second drive really allowed him to really allocate some of his thought process into saying, hey, let's just take this one play at a time and not overthink things. And you saw him make some big time throws tonight. And I've got to get some props over to Tate Rodemaker. That that was a big time game. Florida State doesn't win this game without Tate Rodemaker. Some of those throws that he was making with some – that we see in practice. We see that happen in practice, D. Lou, but for him to now translate that over to a game on the road at night, prime time, that's a major, that's a major game from your backup quarterback. That's the first guy that we have to talk about because Tay Rodemaker has received a ton of criticism over the last two years. And yeah, we've talked about how well he's done in practice, but then he's coming to games and hasn't looked the same. You know, we saw it against Duquesne. And early on against Louisville, you know, it looked like that that trend might continue. Rodemaker just one of three for minus six yards and an interception on his first three throws of the night. But then he, he only threw 10 times in this game, but he finishes in the second half, five of seven, 115 yards and two touchdowns. Obviously, those three really big connections with Johnny Wilson late in the fourth quarter to help Florida State get the lead. So I thought it was a huge moment for Tate, you know, for a guy who hasn't played well in a game to help engineer that comeback on the backs of Treshawn Ward and Trey Benson, Lawrence Toa Philly, picking up some tough yards in the running game. That that was big for the Florida State offense. And, Johnny you know, Wilson. well, I mentioned Johnny. I'm talking about the running game nah. as well on top of Johnny Wilson. But, you know, for him to do that and now moving forward, who knows about Jordan Travis? If Rodemaker has to start a game or, or so moving forward, you feel a little bit more confident seeing how he was able to make this comeback against Louisville. Yeah, no, I mean, just going through the game, you got to see Florida State's defense just not find any type of groove, D. Lou. It just seemed like we were yeah. going back to how it was with that last drive that Jaden Daniels had in New Orleans with LSU. Florida State, some miscommunication you could see down the field in the secondary. Florida State having some big-time struggles, too, with finding pressure to get over there to Malik Cunningham at times. You know, you'd see Derek McLennan get back there early in the game, but you just saw – this defensive line start to get worn out. Then later on in this last drive, you're, you're starting to see some, uh, I don't know, urgency uh, from that D line and the interior, because throughout the game, I was expecting a lot bigger of a game from, from Jared Jackson, but you know, you go over to the other side, Malcolm Ray goes down. Joshua farmer has to come in and step up. There's a lot of guys that hadn't really gotten potential or really a lot of playing time in these type of situations at all to come in at a night game like this was really nice but still that defense has a lot of work to do there it just seemed like bad tackling it seems like they need to go back to the drawing board on a few things I don't know if there's I don't know if that's really a big time secondary thing and then on the pressure wise you got to understand too you're without Jared Verse and still Jared Verse has some things to work on also you know there's some times where he was supposed to be containing Malik Cunningham and allow that linebacker to come in and come down to the hole. But uh, Jared Verse stays on the inside. There's a lot of things that needs to be cleaned up moving forward. Uh, But the defense, at least at the last drive there, was able to, you know, end that game. But like I said, Adam Fuller, they got to go back to the drawing board on a lot of things here and get back on on the right uh, step. Agreed. This is a Louisville offense that has had its fair share of struggles over the first two weeks of the season. You know, coming into this game, only 27 total points against Syracuse and UCF, and they were able to get 31 points tonight. And it just seemed like they were in a rhythm from the get-go. Um, we talked on on Wednesday night, and we expected Florida State's front seven, the defensive line, and the linebackers to step up and play well against this Louisville running attack. You know, we 
we knew that Cunningham was going to be able to make some plays with his legs, and he did that. But I thought the Cardinals got more success with their running backs, you know, giving up 243 yards, 252 yards on the ground tonight, Florida State did. So, you know, that wasn't very expected. I, I thought there was some coverage breakdowns, and there were also some plays where they got fortunate where Cunningham missed the target. You know, obviously that fourth and two, if he puts it in front of his receiver, maybe they convert there. But credit to the defense for stepping up on those final two drives, even though – they did have a poor for poor performance up to that point and doing enough to get Florida State to win. You know, you'd rather learn some lessons after a close win than a tough loss. Yeah, looking at Trayshawn Ward here on the offensive side of things, 126 yards on 10 attempts. And a couple of big game. ones. I mean, yeah, man. some some big time runs averaging 12 and a half practically yards per carry. And then you saw Trey Benson there in the fourth quarter really emerge because he really wasn't finding anything. And it felt a lot like that LSU game where he wasn't able to find North uh, at all. And something clicked there in the fourth quarter for him. He was able to find some holes and do that, that jump cut right there in the hole from Trayshawn Ward is something that is just atrocious. You just can't stop that. You just can't stop that. And so Florida State's rushing game. And also Lawrence Tofilly coming in off to the right side, getting that touchdown uh, a little bit earlier in the game. That running game had to step up here. And, you know, Norvell, I think in that locker room, told you know, told Tate, you know, we're, we're going to try to get that run game going. But at some point, you're going to have to take these shots down the field. And sure enough, uh, they ended up connecting in both both Tate Rodemaker and Johnny Wilson having a night there. That was uh, Johnny Wilson's coming out party nationally. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it with the running attack, Louisville knew with Tate Rodemaker coming into the game for Florida State that the Seminoles were going to try and put this football on the ground. They were consistently stacking the box with eight, nine-man fronts, putting pressure there. And then somehow, for whatever reason in the fourth quarter, those running backs, Trey Benson, broke off a 37-yarder. Ward was able to break a couple tackles to help put Florida State in scoring position. They were able to get it done in the fourth quarter. And credit to the offensive line as well. Uh, there were a couple times where I believe it was Robert Scott and Dylan Gibbons pulling over to that right side and opening up some holes for uh, Ward to make some plays. Uh, it was a solid night all around from the front five and the running backs, particularly in the second half. And that was when you needed them to step up. And Benson, there were a couple of his carries early on he went down at first contact, and then, like you said, he started chugging like a freight train again in the fourth quarter. And ten carries, seventy yards from him. Ten carries, hundred and twenty-six from Ward. That's a pretty good night for your running backs. Yeah, a very nice night there for them to step up. And we were expecting this. We had previewed this and said, "Hey, Florida State can take advantage here of Louisville's poor de uh, defense in the run game." And those three did it. Uh, you know, and Jordan Travis not being out there, you know. One thing that we'll continuously or we'll keep an eye on going into Monday's presser with Mike Norvell is the availability for Jordan Travis. He was in crutches. We saw him in a boot, too. It was nice seeing him on the broadcast, though, trotting over to Tate Rodemaker to celebrate. You got to hope that it's nothing severe there. Uh, it seemed to be maybe a high ankle. Don't just kind of predicting things here, just guessing, but You're seemed not like an ankle. Yeah, it seemed to be like an ankle-type situation there whenever we, he was down on the field. So uh, you got to hope that it's not a, an extensive injury. But just going to Tate Rodermaker, man, I, I mean, put us put us all in, in kind of shock there as rest of the <laughs> probably Florida State fan base. I mean, kind of like, oh, 
So FSU does have a backup quarterback or whenever you need him for two and a half quarters, Tate Rodemaker can come in, start off a little, little floppy there, but being able to connect down the field and make some big time plays is something that we haven't seen Tate Rodemaker ever do. He's always kind of looked like deer in headlights for a few times in his career early on. But now you look in going in the future, if you don't have Jordan Travis going against Boston college, you feel a little bit more comfortable after the performance he put on tonight. Absolutely. And yeah, that was what I was saying earlier for Tate Rodemaker to break through that ceiling. That's kind of there. You know, we, we watched him come in whenever he was a true freshman against Jacksonville state and threw some interception and it wasn't pretty got a drive last year um, in the UF game, whenever Travis was dealing with that injury and, you know, it, it wasn't pretty. And then same thing against Duquesne, you know, it was kind of the same old story with Tate Rodemaker. And like I said, it looked like it would be the same thing tonight. And then in the second half behind that running attack, he was able to make some huge plays and break through. And you've got to feel a little bit more comfortable with where you're at with your backup quarterback situation. As you look towards a Boston college team who has had its fair share of struggles the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, no, we'll talk a lot more about that later on uh, once we get into preview for next week. But yeah, I, I just got to give my hat tip off to Tate Rodemaker. That was a really, really impressive Gutsy. performance there. Really impressive performance. And we've known that he's had an arm. Yeah, but we got to see it on national television there, connecting deep on that big time gain there. 69 yards to Johnny Wilson, which he almost took that for six, too. And that's something that I think a lot of DBs and defenses aren't understanding. Johnny Wilson is big size wide receiver, but he can also run, man. I mean, he, he's got wheels on him. And then you go over later in the game and grabs that touchdown it, over Jarvis Brownlee, Florida State, yep. uh, former Florida State defensive back. It's just, it's just like a it's just like a movie type uh, situation here where we've talked about it all week and you know, I think Florida state fans were hoping that you'd see the wide receivers kind of go after Jarvis because they've seen how, um, how vulnerable he can be in games. Definitely when you're on a one-on-one type of situation, you have a shot there to come down with a grab and Rodemaker puts it right where it needs to be. And the location on, of these balls were, were almost on point for a majority of the game under him. Uh, j- just a, just a big time uh, game. there, six of 10, hundred, uh, six of 10, 109 yards on the night, two touchdowns, one interception, uh, completion rating of 60 of 60%. So a nice, a nice solid performance there from Rodemaker, which now that is going to be your quarterback moving forward, just depending on Jordan Travis's health going into did, week five. Did we note Johnny Wilson's stat line? Seven Johnny catches, w- 149 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I I was talking earlier this week. I, I thought Micah Pittman was going to be the one to step up in this contest, but instead it was another transfer and a guy who you like, Logan, who has been inconsistent, but then now really the last month or six weeks has taken that next step and it feels like he's starting to make these plays in games, you know, and I think to have this performance tonight, definite breakthrough for Johnny Wilson. Well, for Johnny Wilson, we saw it in practices. Like I saw it in the spring, talked very highly of him, and I saw it in practice. And he goes in the spring game, and then you see the inconsistency there with drops. And you see a few of them in the start of the season against Duquesne there. He had the slant that could have been a touchdown. They also had the other one, too, in the end zone against LSU. This time, he comes down with it, and that's exactly what Mike Norvell and Ron Dugans want to see there. They want to see improvement made and – 
get over it. Get rid of those bad, the bad plays that you had before and the mistakes. And that's something that this team is slowly getting better at. And that's what put them in a position to win tonight. But yeah, Johnny Wilson, we see it in practice. We see him going one-on-one in the corner there over the defender and coming down with it. And, you know, we got to see it be for a big time game changer on Friday night to beat Louisville. This is a major weapon for now. Tate Rodemaker, but it's always going to be for Jordan Travis. If, if, or when he comes back, that's a nice threat to have, but he did put himself on national television and the country got to see what he's all about. Yeah. And going over to maybe some struggles, Florida state's kicking units mm-hmm. had their fair share, share of struggles uh, tonight in Louisville. Obviously, Alex Mastermano had the one punt go off his leg that only went for, I think, 24 yards, aided by the holding penalty there, but still it was a shank. He was able to respond with a nice 52-yard punt later in the game, but then Malik Cunningham kind of erased it with a 40-yard run on the next play. But then moving over moving over to uh, Ryan Fitzgerald, you know, you missed one wide right earlier in the game that could have given you a three-point lead. Um and then, yeah, you missed the one in the fourth quarter that could have put you up a touchdown and maybe saved a little drama down the stretch. But, you know, not a not a good start for the kicking units, and particularly tonight that showed up. Yeah, that, you know, that was a poor performance. You know, Ryan Fitzgerald has a leg to hit these. I think it's all mental for him, but these distances yeah. down here, look at this, 37 and 36, about the same. You got to hit those, man. I mean, that really hurts Florida State and – like you said, could have eased a little bit of that stress there for Florida State's defense. Um, well, if he makes had... those, it's 41 to 31. Nah. So you're not even really worried about Louisville going down the field at the end of the game. No, yeah, yeah, definitely do that. But that last one there, if he doesn't, if he doesn't miss that, then you feel just a tad bit better. But either way, you got to get a touchdown. You got to make a two point conversion to make it. Um, for Louisville to stay in that game. But yeah, the, the kicking special teams has got some work to do too. And, you know, I, I wish the punt return could be a little bit better. Also, I'm not going to ask for too much. Yeah. I'm not going to be gripey, gripey and just, <laughs> you know, be a big Debbie downer here, but there's some things that legitimately need to be fixed on special teams for Florida state to put themselves in better position. And I got to like, again, you know, Tate Rodemaker put back a few times there and, you know, th- a couple three and outs, but, in some type of situations, him being able to get down the field with how the special teams was putting them well, was something pretty pretty impressive to see from Ronnie Maker. But yeah, the, I mean, Mastromano also having a pretty ugly shank, <laughs> but a 24, 24 yard shank. I don't, I can't see. Do you see listen there. to anything I say? No. I said not. that. Well, I'm saying it over again. <laughs> I'm saying it over again, making sure everybody knows that. There's definitely got some work to be done on the special teams for Florida State. So I'll be interested to see how it looks at practice this week because I believe dating back to the LSU game, that means Fitzgerald is at he's missed three of his last four in-game attempts. And I mean, it wasn't the best week of practice leading up to this game against Louisville. So I'm interested to see the direction that maybe Mike Norvell and Florida State take with this one moving forward. Because like you said, you know, Fitzgerald 10 of 13 last year. He showed that he has the talent, but when you get into a rut like this as a kicker, it's all mental. I mean, we've seen it before with some of the kickers to go through Florida State. What do you think about that little pitch deal they did with uh, with Pittman there, with Micah Pittman on the goal line? Because I saw Twitter and, and Discord kind of 
freaking out. They're like, oh, no, this is LSU again with Mike Norvell trying out some different things, which you don't really need. Just go straight up, go, go straight up the middle up with either Trey Benson, who was in a groove there, or Treshawn Ward. Uh, I saw just people kind of not so happy about that. But then you go over there and you throw it to Johnny Wilson. Yeah, I mean, you've got to remember, you've got your backup quarterback in. You know, the play calling might be a little bit more limited than it normally is with Jordan Travis. And I think, you know, if Travis is in, you're running some type of RPO and putting it in Travis's hands outside the pocket where he makes a play to either run it in or throw it. But with Rodemaker, you're a little bit more limited. You know, I I question uh, that, that uh, direct snap to Rector more than I would say the pitch to Micah. But either way, you know, Louisville, it looked like they were selling out on the middle right there. Florida State wanted to try and get something a little bit off tackle to sneak it in. It didn't quite work out. But either way, you hit the touchdown on the next play. So that makes up for it. Florida State, 450 yards total. Uh, Louisville, 495. The passing yards about the same here. 266 for FSU, 243 for Louisville. Uh Louisville, once again, hurting themselves with penalties. I mean, the false start drive that they had, man, yep. I mean, it was nonstop there. But they have 11 penalties on the night for 81 yards. Meanwhile, Florida State goes six penalties for 39. Uh, once again, Florida State taking advantage there against their opponents on the penalty side, something that Mike Norvell has really driven into this team on of being disciplined. And, you know, there were some opportunities where Florida State could slip up and do a few things. Almost got close there with Akeem Dent close there with that late hit it was it was like oh goodness here we go again but luckily luckily didn't get called anything stat line stand out to you other than those penalties there I would just say for me looking at the way that the defense kind of responded in the second half because I mean from from the first play and the first quarter for Louisville's offense they've had Florida State's defense beat. And I mean, by with especially with the tempo that they were playing at, they were going so fast at some points, the defense wasn't even set. I mean, you could tell by the end of the second quarter, not only were they tired, but they were also a little confused with how Louisville was going at them. And Louisville come out of the first half, 200, 290 yards of offense. And then the second half, they limit them to 205 yards. And like we've said before, the two big fourth down stops, to win the game and it wasn't perfect. They were still letting Cunningham get out of the pocket and make plays with his legs. He still hit a couple plays with some coverage miscues and there's some things that need to be cleaned up. But in the final 30 minutes, I thought they were a lot better and that was exactly what you needed at the time when you were leaning on your backup quarterback and running game to make plays on offense. So I thought as a whole, the entire team stepped up to get this one and you know, it's a big step from where they've been over the last couple of years. I, I think, you know, at the beginning of last year, two years ago, this team, when they're in this type of position, they're not going to come out and win this game. It, it showed a lot uh, for Florida State to win this one. And I think whenever the polls come out on Sunday, they're going to sneak into the top 25. And I feel like they deserve it after these two tough wins against LSU and now Louisville, a true road game. You're 1-0 in conference play. Just got to keep it moving from here. Yeah, against a damn good quarterback. I mean, Malik Cunningham. Yeah. Goes to show you saw little flashes on those glimpses of Lamar Jackson. I was like, oh, God almighty. For real. Jesus, some of the jukes that he was putting on some of Florida State's defenders. I was like, yeah, that feels a little bit Lamar Jackson-esque. But, like, I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. I think Florida State most certainly deserves to be ranked after this week and the performance that they put on 35-31. to 31. 
And, you know, now you look at really the biggest storyline as Jordan Travis, how healthy will he be? You've got a Boston college team, which D Lou, you are not too worried about on your end. And we talked about in the production meeting, even with Tate Rodemaker at quarterback and getting to see what he put on and you are at home this up this next weekend, you feel a little bit better, but the big storylines are Jordan Travis and Jared verse. You lost those two players pretty early in that game. And for them to come over that adversity and then also, the circumstances, man, you went through so many different things that could have put you down and these guys could have put their head down and given up. This team didn't. And I just think that's something that we haven't seen in a very long time. And like I said earlier in the show, this team hit, a, a, it might've turned a corner that has needed to turn for about four, four or five years. And that's saying a lot for what Mike Novell has done in that locker room, the way that they probably, I mean, we get to see them practice a lot. And that's we're very thankful for the coaching staff and Mike Norvell allowing us to do that because we see how hard they work. But to see it translate onto a field on the road against an ACC opponent, against a really good quarterback that Florida State in the past have just not been able to really contain and take care of. You leave it, you leave with the win like that, and Mike Norvell smiling at the press conference. FSU fans will have a fun Saturday to watch in college football tomorrow. This was a game where Florida State could have quit. I mean, if you look at social media and Twitter and in our Discord, a lot of people wrote them off uh, before the second half even started. Oh, yeah. So for them to come out and fight like that uh, shorthanded, you know, without your starting quarterback, without Jared Verse, who has led the team in sacks and has been instrumental for the pass rush on that defense, then you have your left tackle and Robert Scott go down late. Darius Washington steps in. For him, Malcolm Ray goes down. For all these guys to go down and for Florida State to still figure out a way to beat Louisville on the road in that environment, it was it was tough out there tonight. I mean, man, it was it was just a really impressive win. One of the most impressive that Norvell has had since he's been here in Tallahassee. When you look at the circumstances of this game and what this team had to overcome to get it done. So yeah, now you're coming back home against Boston College who you know, they've had a lot of struggles to begin the season. I, I feel like this is the epitome of a trap game for Florida State because you don't want to start looking ahead to Wake Forest the following week. That's going to be a tough battle for sure. But like you said, now you're awaiting those updates from the coaching staff on Jordan Travis, Jared Verse, and those other guys. And, you know, hopefully they won't be out for very long, if if at all. We'll have to see moving forward, I'm sure. Uh, next week will be a normal week for us. So Mike Norvell's Monday presser, we should get some updates on those guys and maybe in fa- maybe Fabian Lovett too, because that was another big piece that FSU was missing on the defensive line tonight. So when you, look early. At, yeah, when you look at some of their struggles, I mean, to have Lovett and then Burst go out, that's two of your very top guys on the defensive front. Looking at Twitter right now, one of the names trending, which is funny, Johnny Wilson trending all over Twitter <laughs> right now, which is much deserved after an incredible game by him. Uh, who do you think broke the rock tonight? Who broke the Louisville rock? I got to go with Tate. It's, it was probably Tate. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I think so, too. I was going to say, maybe you give it off to Johnny Wilson for a second try. Maybe. Second, little second try there. Maybe a little little jab at it at the end but yeah i absolutely and then you you can let jarvis brownlee come hit it once we'll give him a piece to take home souvenir (laughs) yeah get a piece of the yeah this one circled and he he made some plays 
Yeah, he, he, he tried to. He tried to. But uh, yeah, and it seems like I guess the chat is telling us Johnny Wilson broke the rock. Unless Well-deserved. He's like, yeah, well-deserved. I, I, I wish uh, Rodemaker got in there and got a little jab at it. But yeah, though that... Both of those players, big time tonight. Um, you know, we'll continue. We'll have a full-on practical recap, and then going into Boston College next week. Uh, just a, just one of those nights, man. And it's heart racing, and I, I'm used to it with the Steelers because these games don't end until usually a late fourth quarter touchdown or field goal or an overtime, just like how it happened last week. And so I'm kind of used to this, but I don't really want to do it on both uh, either a Friday, Saturday, and also a Sunday. So. We're going to have to clean some things up, but things should be a little bit easier of an opponent at home against Boston College next week. Hopefully. Let's knock on wood there. Yeah, fingers crossed. But, yeah, a lot of a lot of things to clean up, a lot of film work to be done, definitely for that defense to get back in the on, on the drawing board. Adam Fuller, man, you know, that, that at some points it just felt like there was no defense on the field, D-Lou. And we'll go back and but watch do you, some of this film. Do you put that on Fuller, or do you put that on the guys who were in the wrong position and missing tackles? I mean, at I some think point, back it falls and look at on that. the players to make the plays. Mm, yeah, no, I mean, most certainly, I think it's both. They sides. did against. They did in the first half and the third quarter against LSU. Yeah, yeah, I great. I, I had Renato Green turn that head around, my man. Turn that head around. You get an interception. You don't have to worry about six. You don't have to worry about allowing six there. Uh, you. you turn your head around that's an interception there's definitely some things that need to be worked on but tackling is something that definitely gonna have to up the ante on so uh yeah well we'll hopefully have some updates on monday i'll be there for the press conference with mike norvell and the um assistance to mike norvell so we'll get some hopeful answers on the injuries i'm trying to go through the names here jordan travis jared <laughs> versus malcolm ray robert scott robert scott baby and love it yeah, we should hopefully have an update on Fabian Love it too. A lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of stuff, a lot of answers that we'll hopefully get on on Monday. But yeah, Florida State takes down Louisville, thirty-five to thirty-one on the road. Florida State starts the season one and zero in ACC play. Florida State, Mike Novell ends that streak against Scott, Scott Satterfield yep. too. Ends that one off, which is always nice. I'm sure he's happy about that. But a really impressive one. I think this is one of the most impressive ones I've seen in years from them. This team, this team does not give up, and it's only going to make Florida State fans more excited to watch them every week. So I'm looking forward to seeing a pretty packed 8 p.m. kickoff inside Doe Campbell Stadium next Saturday. As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. If you're on YouTube right now or Facebook, hit that like button. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. We'll definitely really appreciate it. We go live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We will be previewing Boston College, also looking a little bit back at this game. So, and also we'll have some injury updates for you guys. So yeah, appreciate y'all. Everybody have a great rest of y'all's night and weekend. Enjoy the college football and NFL Sunday. See you guys.